welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. This is M. My name's Liv, and we both say hi. No, <laughs> I did the switcheroo. Did that feel? It felt funny when I said it. Did it? I mean, the last one you didn't even say any of that. So I did. You never asked me anything about saying hi. I did, and then halfway through, you were like, "Did you know that we're psychics?" <laughs> that, well, that was true. Yeah, it was very confusing. I was confused. Yeah, so we're psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and uh, psychic comedians, because I think that's funny to say. And uh, we're here to tell you about everything paranormal, spooky, metaphysical, spiritual, and in between, because why the fuck not? Today we're going to be talking about the European witch trials with an emphasis on the atrocity that is the Switzerland witch trials. Trigger warning. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I mean, if you're a witch and you're offended by the past, then... A witch? A witch. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of past lives as witches. We have a lot? I thought we only had the one. No, we have more than one. Or at least I do. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, feel free to sprinkle those in there if, it, if any of this triggers your past lives. I haven't had a flashback of one of those yet. I just know about them. Cool. So today we're playing another game of Psychic Chicken where one of us knows nothing and the other person did research. I'm lucky, uh, maybe, because I did the research today. Em doesn't know. I mean, we went to Salem for my bachelorette party, which was fun. And you can watch the vlog of that on our YouTube channel. But uh, we don't know anything about the European witch trials, or at least Em doesn't. Not research-wise. I know nothing, honestly. <laughs> I just know Salem, so that's that's different. And if you thought Salem was bad, get ready for Europe because Europe was the precursor. There, the people in Salem learned everything they did from the people in Europe because that's where they came from, America. Interesting. <laughs> Remember twenty fourteen, where everyone just went around and saying America, fuck yeah. Remember twenty twelve, when everyone thought the apocalypse was going to happen, the world was going to end, and here we are. I think that was going to happen in two thousand six too. Yeah. The Mayan calendar ended in 2012. So maybe we did die and we just start pretending now. And we're in the Matrix? No, we're just pretending. We were in the Matrix before. Oh. Now we're just dead. And thinking that we're in the Matrix. Well, isn't that a topsy-turvy mindfuck? Yeah. It's like the Matrix movie and Inception at the same time. It's a regular Tuesday. It's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm sorry about mispronouncing all of the words with umlauts in a circle that is over words that I don't know what that means, but I'm going to give it a good old American college try, which is just poop noises. So, anyways, lots of trials happened in Europe for- Don't laugh, that's rude. <laughs> laugh at my own jokes? Who else is going to laugh if I don't laugh at my own jokes? Exactly. <laughs> The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Man, okay. So (laughs) a lot of trials happened in Europe. um, And I'm going to go over the six that happened. And we're going to have an emphasis, like I said, on the Swedish and Switzerland witch trials. Because they were... They really take the cake when it comes to being not fun times. It was the best of times. It was the witchiest of times. I don't know. It's a, it's going to be Halloween soon. I'm feeling spooky. Except this is going to come out after Halloween. So It's yeah. spooky time all year for the people. I'm sure the people that listen to our podcast are like, it's not Christmas. It's just extended Halloween. It's probably actually Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which is also a spooky time of year. Why? Because the people that listen to this think all year is the spooky time oh, of year. Okay. I was like, what's spooky about food? The indigestion? Stop eating that much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so the first of the six European witch trials that are roughly documented, and I'm going to say roughly because... People don't want to document them, and the time that this happened, I guess pencil and paper were hard to come by, or at least, you know, literacy. So, the first one is, I want to say it's pronounced Valet, France, slash Switzerland, and the time frame that these trials happened was between 1428, which is when they started, and 1447. And this isn't even the most gruesome of them. It's just the first ones. So... This is often considered to be the first witch trial in Europe, and the trials began in the French-speaking southern region of Valais, and they spread to German-speaking, I want to say it's Wallace. The trials claimed at least 367 victims, and that number is probably a lot higher. It's just that they didn't document them very well, with as many men as women being killed. So at least during this time, it wasn't as segmented as it's going to become. They were even Z's on who were they, they were going to kill with the men and the women. Becomes a lot more, what is it called? Morally fucked. Well, I mean, it's all morally fucked, but it also becomes. I don't know that. I'm, I'm a woman. I should know this word. Misogynistic. Ah, okay. Morally fucked and misogynistic. The witch trials. That's all you have to know. So they thought they thought some boys were some witches. Yeah, the warlocks were sorcerers. So they didn't call them witches. I mean, they probably didn't call them witches because we're not in America. We're in France and Switzerland. But so, which language do they speak? Well, the languages that they speak also turn into a fey sort of scenario where a lot of things get lost in translation. So. The witch trials began in the early 15th century, specifically 1428, when the French Inquisition interrogated the Valdesians of Freeball. The Valdesians were a medieval Christian sect who denied the existence of purgatory. There was a loss of translation because they didn't speak English and they didn't use the word witch necessarily. 
There was a loss of translation during the interrogation because the French word for the Valdesians also mean witch, which makes no sense. So were the men called witches? <laughs> no, they were called uh, wizards or warlocks, I think. In whatever language they speak? Yes. Or okay. you were a sorcerer or sorceress. I think they all should be called witches. Why not? Um, so... Because this group of German people were a sect that probably fueled the idea that witches work in covens. You following me? Okay. So the French Inquisition came into a German group of people that denied the existence of purgatory. And the word for this group of people was called the Valdesians. But in the French, Valdesian meant witch. So because of this, the French Inquisition went back and was like, these Valdesians that actually mean which in our language are a sect of people in a different religion that we don't necessarily agree with and now because those two words got everything mixed up and these people were in a group we think that all witches actually work in groups called covens so a few years later after this encounter the first witch trials in europe took place big surprise those Trials were no longer led by the Inquisition courts, but by city fathers or religious leaders. And because the interrogators believed that witches worked in covens, because the original people were in a group, they often would torture individuals to produce names of other people who also worked with them. Great. So (laughs) witches work in groups. And you can't just get one witch. It's like a Twinkie. you got to have more. So does that go into anything? They yes. Would, they would persecute more than one person at a time? Yeah. So if you were accused of being a witch, they would take your best friend and your husband and be like, you're all witches? Well, they would just torture you until you gave the name of someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like, you can't work alone. Witches only work in covens. Tell us your sister's names. Which of one you which which one of you slept with Satan? Tell us. And you you sign the book of Satan under a blood moon with your blood during a Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in 1428, and uh, it was not a good time for a lot of people. So the trials claimed at least 367 victims, even though the toll was probably a lot higher, with just as many men as women being killed. It all began in August of 1428 when the delegates of seven different districts of France demanded investigations into any accused witches or sorcerers. They established a rule that if any single person was accused of witchcraft three times, they were to be arrested. Wow, three times? Three times. It was a three times times, rule. Yeah, it's like kindergarten, three time rule. Like sometimes I feel like with Salem, people just sneezed and they were like, a witch! That's because this happened before Salem, though. Makes sense. Yeah. The people who moved to Salem had this in their history book. They're like... They created New England, and they were like, a witch! A witch! Um, So once arrested, there was no way to escape. Those that confessed were burned at the stake, and those who didn't were tortured until they confessed. And the trials were poorly documented. There are a few records that remain from the local clerks of the court. However, Johannes Fund wrote that approximately one to 200 people had been executed and that's because he was there to see it, which is uh, fun. Do you see the funny dude? He's a man. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's a witch because there's also a person that he's talking about that's a duty head. 
I don't know. But he's like cracking jokes. <laughs> he's like, they just magically disappeared. I'm sorry. The witches did? No, the documentation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a like, lot. Let's get real. Who's the real witch here? That's what he says. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably. He's like very skinny and he's very ho-hum. Mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of Peter Pan. That's funny. Was he one of the uh, accused? He says, accused, honey, I was killed. Oh, oh is he gay? And that's why he thinks he, like, they thought he was a witch. Maybe. He was like, I was too fabulous for them. <laughs> I mean, if you're a witch, you probably are just too fabulous in the first place. So, you know. Is his name Johannes? <laughs> no, he was killed. Johannes, I don't think, was killed in the witch trials. He was killed, so no. I feel like if he was alive, finger guns would be a part of his forte. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> All right, so I also wanted to talk about the fact that this thing that they have mentioned in here, the established rule was that if any single person was accused of witchcraft three times, they were to be arrested. That was actually a... Let me see if I can he find it. He says they it. didn't always listen to that. No, they didn't because I ended up changing in 1610 or 1580, something like that. So the county law in 1350 in Sweden was that witchcraft and sorcery was only punishable by death if it was accompanied by murder. So that was in Sweden. We were talking about Switzerland. So, but in 1608, the rules changed and it kind of seems like throughout this portion of Europe, the rules changed around 1600, no matter if you were in Sweden or not. So it's not fun. All right. So that was the first Europe witch trial, which was the trial of valet in France slash Switzerland. The second one is the Trier Germany trials. And I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry. But the Trier Germany trials happened from 1581 to 1593. This was one of the largest witch trials in European history and started in the rural diocese of Trier in 1581. Eventually, these trials reached the city itself six years later. The motives behind the massive witch purging was likely political, which is how most... Let's just be real. Every I want to say every witch trial that happened in Europe was fucking political because religion and politics are the same thing, and you can't tell me that they're not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, wanting to prove his loyalty to the Jesuits, the newly appointed Archbishop Johann von Schronberg ordered the purge of three groups of nonconformists, which included the Protestants, the Jews, and the witches. Which, if you ask me, just sounds like a genocide, not a purging of witches. Because, I mean, wouldn't you just think that the Protestants and the Jews would be witches? But why is it Protestants, Jews, and witches? I mean, maybe they... Maybe they saw witches as a religion or group of people i don't know this man says that they didn't view it as a religion interesting they accused people that were like had other religions so it wasn't like they were practicing like satanism or something like that they just did something weird people like accused them and then they disappeared i'm sorry that's what he says he's very crude about it because he's like I vibe with it. Yeah. <laughs> he has my sense of humor. I get it. Well, he's just like annoyed. Yeah. So. I think it's 
funny. Okay, so the Archbishop Johann von Schroberg ordered the purge of three groups of non-conformists, the Protestants, the Jews, and the witches. Very few of those accused of witchcraft were ever released, and between 1587 and 1593, 368 of the accused from 22 villages were burned alive, almost all confessing under torture. That is, one-third of the victims were nobility or held positions in the government or local administrations, including judges, burgermeisters, counselors, canons, and parish priests. So this Johannes guy, or Johan, was like, I'm in power now. I'm the archbishop. I wear the pointy hat. Everyone that doesn't believe in me and my Jesuit peoples, we're going to fuck your shit up. And he did. Did we have a past life where we were a part of an occult and then we were burned at the stake? Maybe. Were we men? I wasn't. I don't know if you were. I'm just seeing myself as a woman being burnt at the stake, but I feel like I was part of an occult. Were you like huh. a like a leader dude of the cult? Possibly. I feel like I was a man. Because I feel like you weren't burnt at the stake. Man, I missed out on the party. The, the party? <laughs> yeah. It's Burning Man. Sorry, I'll oh stop. <laughs> no, I won't. I have to deal with this Helmway. Um, okay, so... Yes, I feel like that might have been true. Yeah, because I feel like we escaped the cult, and then people were like, a witch! And we were like, no! (laughs) We just got away from this shit! We just got away from the real witches, and they were like, no, that's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, no takesy-backsies. I feel like you were one of the people in power at the uh, occult thing, and I feel like we never met because mm. I feel like the like big dudes in power of the cult wouldn't meet someone that was lower on the cult as me. Maybe so you're just one of the like follower people. No, I escaped. That's what they told me that I left, and then they like, oh, <laughs> I escaped, and then someone got caught as a witch, and they like sold me out. Oh yeah, because that's how all of these work. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what happened. I don't know who it was. I feel like it was a man that, like, realized I was gone. And they were like, not today. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't even have to be in a part of a cult during these witch trials either. I know, but I feel like that's just what happened. Because I realized you could literally sneeze backwards and they'd be like, a witch. But I feel like I was a part of a cult. I feel like I escaped with, like, two or three, four other girls. And when we did, the people in power, the men, like, tried to get us accused as witches. So they tried to have other people find us and then burn us at the stake. You're welcome. Interesting. I don't know if that's just what they told me. (laughs) So I was like, why do I feel like I've been burned at the stake? And this man was like, oh, honey. (laughs) That's the way he (laughs) talks. He's funny. Is he, like, skinny with darker brown hair mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's like very like tall and thin he's probably like in his 20s yeah and he has 20s. like one of those like i don't know what they're called like old people like paper hats they're just not made a out of newsy like, hat yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about yeah cute eclectic okay so third is the north berwick scotland witch trials which happened between 1590 and 1592 so when king james the sixth? God, I don't know Roman numerals. Hang on. I think it's the sixth. You want me to look at it? I know Roman numerals. Yeah. But you wrote it down wrong. No, I didn't. Okay. 
V-I. Isn't that the sixth? V-I is six. Yes! Great. <laughs> Insert, what is it? Uh, words are hard. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. When King James VI of Scotland sailed to Copenhagen to marry Princess Anne of Denmark, a severe coastal storm forced him to land in Norway and take refuge for several weeks. The storm was blamed on witchcraft, which brewed the king's obsession with eliminating the practice. He became so obsessed, in fact, that he penned a book called Demonology, endorsing witch hunting. The first to fall victim was Gilly Duncan, accused of using healing curses and subject to prolonged torture. Duncan confessed to having a contract with the devil. She was burned at the stake for her crime, and in total, 70 people were accused of witchcraft, including several members of Scottish nobility, although the actual number of those killed remains unknown. These events had such a profound effect that it's believed that Shakespeare adapted parts of the trial, including the torture rituals, into Macbeth. The North Berwick trials were the first major trials in Scotland, but many follow claiming an estimated of three to 4,000 lives between 1560 and 1707. Yeah. So isn't it fun that uh, James VI made a book called Demonology Endorsing Witch Hunting on my farm? So were the witches the demons? I don't know. I didn't look into the book itself necessarily. Because I don't know, I understand demonology is like spiritual things being demons, not people. Well, I remember when we talked about, well, witches are supposed to talk to Satan okay. during the Sabbaths. In but it's just weird that you're talking about a dude that wasn't a witch yeah. writing a book about demonology. I'm trying to understand how it's related. <laughs> do well, they think people that are witches are demons? Or do they think they're talking to demons? Talking to demons. Okay. But therefore, you are demonic. You're a towel. <laughs> if you're a demonic towel, are you the, the sheets used to make the ghosts during ha Halloween? Do you want me to tell you the same thing I tell you every time you mention a sheet? <laughs> yes. I'm going to dress up as a ghost when I'm a ghost. So when you take the sheet off of me, I won't be there. Is that a disappearing trick? No, I just am a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to haunt a sheet. Haunt, 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 haunt. A sheet. Is that sheet talk? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to haunt a sheet, and it's going to be horrifying because I'm going to walk around the house as a ghost sheet. People are going to move the sheet, and then I'm just not going to be there. Well, the most tragic thing about that, though, too, is that if you're moonwalking backwards, no one's going to know. They'll know. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so the uh, fourth trial in Europe was Falda, Germany, and these trials happened between 1603 and 1606. So after returning, and dude, this name is, this dude's name is ridiculous. Uh, After returning from a 20-year exile from his post, Balthazar von Dernbach, the prince abbot of the Fulda Monastery, joined the ongoing efforts of the Catholic Counter-Reformation to thwart perceived religious liberalism. Dernbach launched an aggressive investigation into witchcraft and sorcery to purge the city of Falda of, quote, improper things. So dude's exiled, and he just comes back, guns a-blazing like frickin' Danny DeVito. What? <laughs> we need to get you in some, like, meme meme stuff. I'm just going to have you look through Brad's Instagram for 20 minutes. I'm sure you'll find the Danny DeVito meme very fast. Anyways, the most well-known victim was a pregnant woman named Murga Bine, accused of murdering her second husband, their children, and a family member of her husband's employer. She was tortured and forced to confess. She was found guilty, and Bine was burned at the stake. The witch hunts were stopped upon the death of Dernbach in 1605. So this dude who was exiled dies in 1605. He's the one that started it, and he's the one that ended it. In a weird roundabout way. What do you mean? Who is this dude? He is the exiled is he monastery. A witch, or he is he the dude that's caused the witch's hunch, witch hunt to happen? He's the one that caused the witch hunt to happen. Oh, is he thin, well off, uh, has brown hair, tall, he has a squared jawline? I d- let me see if they have like a a, a sketch of Balthazar. This man that I'm talking to describes him as Willy Wonka. Interesting. Come on, Balthazar. You were a a Prince Abbot of Fulda. You got to have a picture somewhere, right? Especially if you burned so many people, you should have. Well, they're like, no. (laughs) I mean, maybe when he was younger, but I don't know if they got any young pictures of him. He was exiled for 20 years, so. What does he look like? Fat. Well, let me see. Keeping it all to yourself over there. Yeah, I don't know. But then there's this other dude, because I don't think that's him. Yeah, I see, he like the dude that you're seeing looks He's like he like could body. prance really fast. 
Yeah, this dude that I'm seeing is like was like about the killings and he like this was he a henchman? I don't know what that means, but the the dude that was killed or accused of being a witch that I'm talking to is saying that he's like Willy Wonka because you would think that he's fine and everything's fine, but he did a lot of weird experiments on <laughs> that in order to like like experiments on torture. A henchman is a faithful follower or political supporter, especially one prepared to engage in crime or dishonest practices by a way of service. Yeah, I can just tell you it's not that dude because that dude is like heavy and gross. Yeah. Like if someone could be the seven deadly sin gluttony, it would be <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted more and more and more and more and more. Well, yeah, of course. But this man that I'm talking to is more pride and greed. Mm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he would probably be a henchman of him or someone else that did things. I mean, to like kill people for three years and then once you die, just everything stops. You were the problem, my guy. Well, obviously. Fucking Balthazar was on it. Anyways. All right. So number five, the fifth of the European witch trials was Pendle, England. And this happened from 1612 to 1634. Taking place in Pendle Hill, a poor lawless region of Okay, I'm sorry, all of our British listeners, if I say this wrong. I think it's Lancashire, England, where begging and magical healing were common. These trials were among the most famous and well-documented of the 17th century. The previous decades had been rife with a fear of witchcraft, which was only magnified by the obsession of James VI, now known as King James I of England, and purging his lands of witches and sorcerers. Required to report anyone who refused to attend the English church or take communion, the local justice of the peace, Roger Noel, was also tasked with investigating claims of witchcraft. One such claim was made by a local Halifax peddler who accused a woman, Allison Device, of giving him a stroke through witchcraft. All right, fucking Roger, you need to get your shit together. That's Witch rude. Through witchcraft. Yeah. You gave a stroke through witchcraft? rude device freely confessed to the crime okay <laughs> they had some beef for sure she's like yeah i gave that fucker a stroke sorry <laughs> that's hilarious okay roger was tasked with the investigating the claims of witchcraft one such claim was made by a local halifax peddler who accused a local woman allison device of giving him a stroke through witchcraft she freely confessed to the crime and implicated many of her family members. Wow, she was really pissed off a lot of people. Other locals implicated their families. Oh, no. Only later to be accused themselves. Altogether, 12 were accused of using witchcraft to murder 10 people. 11 of the accused went to trial, 9 women and 2 men, and 10 were found guilty and hanged. Wow. Allison was not about it. She spells her name with a Z, so you can tell she's swifty. Instead of an S? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't read that, as you can tell. I read most of it. I wanted to focus on Sweden and Switzerland, but England got it sassy. All right, so now we're going to get into the Swedish wish trials because we've already talked about Switzerland, France, Germany, and England. Let's talk about Sweden because this is, this is the one that people are really upset about. So the county law of 1350 in Sweden stated that witchcraft and sorcery was only punishable by death if it was accompanied by murder. Mm -hmm. 
That is until 1608 when the Modern Witchcraft Act. Let's just talk about that for a second. The Modern Witchcraft Act of 1608. Could you imagine anything being modern in 1608, let alone the Witchcraft Act? Well, then you said it started 1400s. 1428 seems pretty modern to me that's 200 years later (laughs) um i just think it's funny that they call it the modern witchcraft act anyways it replaced the old law of 1350 now the new law was based on the bible's writings of quote thou shalt not let a sorceress live unquote i didn't know that was in the bible me either i mean i wouldn't call myself a sorceress but i'm sure a lot of people would think that we are such a witch So, this law was the beginning of the real witch hunt in Sweden. Beginning during the period of the 1610s, the first Swedish witch hunts began. Not that the ones in 1428 meant anything, because they were killing men and women. Now we're in the 1600s, my dude. Things are getting hot. Switzerland persecuted longer than any other country in Europe and executed the most people for witchcraft. From the 15th to the 17th centuries, approximately 3,500 people were executed under the assumptions of witchcraft. And that's just the ones that were documented. There was a lot of finagling and poofy doodles with the witchcraft documentation that wasn't there. And it's even to the point where modern like historians today want to put money and funds and research into finding more literature that could be out there that just people haven't looked at in a long time that might actually reveal more details about the witchcraft case to try and get just closure for people that have died and their government's like nah that's dumb yeah so i just wanted to put that out there the first wave of trials in sweden occurred between the 1590s and the 1610s which was also the most intensive time period in europe trials stopped in the 1620s But for the following 40 years, death penalty for witchcraft was a rare sentence in Sweden. So for it like got real hot in the 1510s to the 1610s or the 1590s to the 1610s. And then for 40 years, everything like simmered for a little bit. People like stopped getting angry and like maybe there was just a time of peace between neighbors. (laughs) But everything got hot back in the, uh, the 1660s and the 1670s. So the hysteria that would come to be in the 1660s and 1670s started with, and this is the word that I'm going to really fuck up. I think it's a Torstaker or Torsaker, Sweden. And these trials happened between 1674 and 1675. One year. One year of witch trials. And it was the largest witch trial in Swedish history and one of the largest mass killings of witches in recorded history. 71 accused witches, including 65 females, or roughly one-fifth of all women in the region, were beheaded and burned in a single day. One day. Beheaded. Beheaded, then burned. Well, at least it was in that order. I'm sorry. (laughs) I kind of thought the same thing, too, when I was reading this. So one-fifth of all women in the entire region were beheaded and burned in a single day. The bloodshed began when Minister Laurentius Christofori Horneus of Yutralanus was instructed to investigate witchcraft within his parish. He ordered two young boys to stand at the doors and identify witches by the invisible devil mark on their foreheads as they walked into church. Invisible. Invisible. 
well, I should tell you right now, if you guys are still here, that we're going to go through the ways in which uh, people were identified as witches, too. Well, before you go further, this man says that the reason why they were beheaded and then burned is because they wanted to make sure that they wouldn't come back to life. Because mm. they thought that they would. So they were like, if we take your head off and then we burn you, then you won't, like, magically be undead. Yeah, they don't want to go through the whole trial and tragedy that is hocus pocus because you got to kill them before they can try and curse you while they're being burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They were being smart. They were thinking with the modern witchcraft act. Yeah, because he was telling me about the, like, weird thing where they would test if you're a witch by, like, putting cinder blocks on your legs and then pushing you off the dock <laughs> and seeing if you would, like, magically, like, get yourself out of them float <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into it we got a, they got a lot of in inventive yeah so that's ways. why he was like that's why this specifically because it seems unnecessary happened because they were afraid that they were gonna wake up from the dead makes sense mm-hmm. that's why you gotta put the the vampire in the coffin with the cement too and the garlic i don't know i watched dark shadows once Okay. <laughs> Anyways. We're talking about witches. So the bloodshed began when Minister Laurentius Christofori Horneus of Yertrelanus was instructed to investigate witchcraft within his parish. Parish, he ordered two young boys to stand at the doors and identify witches by the invisible devil's mark on their forehead as they walked into church. Much to the dismay of Horneus, one of the boys identified his wife, a situation that was quickly hushed up. The accused were suspected of abducting children and taking them to the Satan's Sabbaths, which were eight festivals celebrated by the Wiccans and Neo-Pagans at Blackola, a meadow popular in Swedish folklore where the devil held court. Yeah, when you turn 13 or 16 or 18 or something, you sign your name in the Book of the Satan under Blood Moon. That's what happened in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. Welcome. And she was at Blackola? Blackola? She was in Salem. <laughs> oh, okay. She was on, more modern. <laughs> read, read some comic strips. Relying mostly on children, the testimonies were extracted through whippings, forced bathing in frozen lakes, or by threats to bake the children in an oven. Mmm. <laughs> so we got some Hansen and Gretel bullshit. Some Hansel and Gretel shit was sprinkled in, my guy. There were very few records of these trials, and the primary source was recorded 60 years after their conclusion by the grandson of Minister Horneus, who recorded his grandmother's eyewitness account to the proceedings. The trials were thought to have shaky legitimacy since the commission and local courts failed to report the death sentence to a higher court before carrying them out. So, in Sweden during this time, a lot of the counties, or like, yeah, a lot of the counties were very split up. So if you looked at Sweden, the areas in which people lived were very disjointed and the main central political government did not have a lot of reach into each of these little counties. So each county's political person really wanted to just like stand out. And they're like, how do I get people to notice me in a positive way? Which trials? Positive way? That's what they thought. (laughs) So in order to make themselves stand out and like get more political legitimacy within the county, since the central government did not really do anything, 
they held witch trials and they would kill a lot of people and it got really out of hand because people were so scared that uh, everyone was just like, it looked like the Spider-Man meme where everyone's just pointing fingers at another person. And it didn't matter because if the dude that was in power in that county killed the right person politically, it would only further their ability to have rules and regulations that were tailored to them. Yeah. So at the end of this, when it says that the commission and local courts failed to report the death sentences to a higher court before carrying them out, 100% true. They would literally have witch trials and then they were supposed to submit these arguments to the higher courts that were a part of the central government. And they would just be like, oh man, I'm so sorry. We killed that person already. And then the higher courts were like, well, God, I guess we got there too late. Jesus Christ. And then when it also says that these people were relying mostly on children for testimonies, it's because the women that were accused of going to Sabbath were also accused of stealing children and like eating them. And giving them to the devil during their witches' Sabbaths. Yep. So. Little Hansen and Gretel. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also the fact that children were the ones that were outing people the worst. I mean, starting with two boys. Probably why the witches ate them. In Hansel and Gretel? No. That's probably why they believed the lore that witches were eating children. <laughs> well, it's funny because they said they were, the courts. So quiet were saying that they were going to bake children. Yeah. If the children are the ones ratting them out, why wouldn't they? <laughs> just saying. I just think it's funny. It's all just so absolutely ridiculous. Well, I think they, they did that because they thought that it gave them eternal youth. Or something. Uh, one of the notes... what happens in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. One of the things that I wrote down was having sex with Satan is a trend in Balcala. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I read that like 8,000 times. Everyone's going to this place to have a witch's Sabbath and uh, have sex with Satan. It was like the uh, satanic. The satanic panic. No, the satanic Kama Sutra. It's like what they were doing in there. Anyways, it's a fun time, I guess. Maybe. If you didn't get burned at the stake or beheaded. So let's talk about the last witch in Switzerland before we get into the people that gave others really great ideas on how to identify witches so anna goldie born in 1734 was executed in 1782 and she was seen as one of the last people in europe to be executed and she is given the title as the last witch in switzerland so her story is unfortunate like every person that was killed in the witch trials she became pregnant at 31 with a mercenary's child but the baby died so the man accused her of killing the child. She was sentenced to house arrest and managed to escape where she began working for a family whom she had a child with her employer's son of. She then began working for another family named the Schutte family in 1780. Her employer then accused her of using supernatural powers and sorcery, and she was arrested after a reward was granted for her capture. She was tortured until she confessed to witchcraft and having made a pact with the devil. She withdrew her confession after her torture ended, which was ignored, and she was sentenced to death by beheading. People were outraged by the courts because she had withdrawn her confession after the torture ended, and they're like, okay, so you just tortured it out of her. People started to get smart, I guess, in 1780. What? (laughs) 
and people were pissed. But the court ignored her redacted confession and response. They said, oh, well, if she said that she isn't a witch anymore because we stopped uh, torturing her, we're going to say that she uh, is going to be charged with poisoning. Which makes no sense. There was no poisoning. I mean, if, you're, if your thing is witchcraft and sorcery, then you can't go back to poisoning. People were still outraged by her sentencing and her death because she they still killed her. They were like, oh, you don't want to confess anymore? Poison, death. So 226 years later, the Swedish parliament has exonerated her from all charges. Literally giving a meaning to too little too late. Yeah. So there's another person that also is documented as the last witch trial. And this is the story of Katrin Rapoon. She was an unmarried six-year-old woman who lived with her sister and had to beg in order to survive. People got annoyed with her. And when they would refuse to give her milk or food, she would swear at them, Mm -hmm. which I think is funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This led them to believe that if their milk soured or their cheese did not turn out the way they intended it. Yeah. They believed it was because she had cursed them. And since she was accused of witchcraft, she was tortured until she confessed that she attended a nocturnal witch's Sabbath with the devil. And in 1731, she was burned at the stake. Honestly, she's pretty badass, though, because I just think it's funny that when she would ask people for help and they were like, no, I don't think so. She was like, fuck you. And they're like, really? That's not necessary. And I think it's just funny that she swore at them and they're like, she's cursing me. She hexed me. Well, that's why they call it curse words. Maybe she like looked really scary, you know? Wrong like, one. Like the, one? the stereotypical witch lady. Yes. She cursed them. Sorry. <laughs> Get it? Curse words? Oh. Cursing them? Get them. There you go. You got it. <laughs> what were you talking about? I'm sorry. It's too late now. I know. I'm sorry. Damn. You were talking about something that I was going to talk about. Because it's coming up in the book. I wouldn't know what that is then. But you're going to find out. (laughs) Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, so let's talk about a book called The Treatsy Hammer, which was created by German inquisitor Heinrich Karma. This dude may have had help from a man named Jacob Spronger. Okay, so the Malus Maleficarum translates to The Hammer of Witches or The Treatsy Hammer. But the book basically outlines that witchcraft equals heresy and that all witches should be put to death no matter what. And he also outlines ways to, one, identify witches, two, test to see if they are a witch, and three, how to kill them after you prove through the test that he gives you that they are indeed a witch. Are you ready Mm -hmm. for the, the things that he talks about? Yeah. Cool. Great. Fun fact, yeah. this book sold the most copies than any other book in Europe in its day, other than the Bible. Interesting. <laughs> Did you write about demonology? 
No, he didn't, but he took a lot of ideas from demonology, I'm sure. Diamondology. Diamonds. Satanology. Demonology. <laughs> so, let's talk about ways to identify a witch that this Heinrich man talks about in his book. Moles or other marks on your skin were known as a witch's mark or a devil's mark. The accused was often taken to a public place and stripped of their clothing. Look at this one and this one and this one. I would have died. Onlookers could participate in scouring the bodies for a witch's mark. It was believed that when a witch entered a deal with the devil, a mark would be placed on their body that would change over time. And this mark was associated with any and all bodily blemishes. Great. It was also said that when pricked with a sharp object, these blemishes would not elicit any pain. But when the accused would cry out in pain after being poked, the perpetrator of pokey things would attribute these cries to trickery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any body blemish or anything on you, you're a witch. Mm-hmm. And if they poke it died. and you cry, doesn't matter. You're faking it. You're a witch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tattoos were also seen as witches' marks as well. People actually claimed to be professional witch mark identifiers and created a... I thought you were going to say witch mark tattoo artist. (laughs) No, witch mark identifiers. And this led to many lucrative businesses being made during this time. Another thing that was known as a witch's mark was a third nipple, also known as a witch's teat, which was looked for and was believed to be a... Okay, the witch's teat, which is hilarious, was believed that a witch's, quote, animal helpers, a.k.a. familiars, would suckle upon it as well as Satan himself. What the fuck? <laughs> you got a third nipple or a blemish that looks like one? No. Satan suckling upon it. <laughs> Dang, I don't have one. That really hit me hard because I'm breastfeeding right now. So <laughs> I would, it really gave me a good giggle. Oh, you got a third nipple? I don't. Have you been feeding your child that? Only Satan. Only Satan. It's not made for my son. It's only made for Satan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, nervous people would actually harm themselves in an attempt to remove any bodily blemishes. But these acts would ultimately result in scars that would be accounted for as witches' marks anyways. So... Test one is the witch's mark. Test two is the pricking test, which we kind of talked about. But it, it goes deeper, no pun intended. If someone didn't have a witch's mark that was seen on the skin's surface, it was believed that they had used magic or sorcery in order to hide it. Yeah. Accusers would use special tools to prick someone until the person would not elicit a pain response. So the accused would be subjected to countless hours of pokey torture until finally, they did scream. In some cases, angry mobs of people would scratch away people's skin, looking for their hidden witch's mark. People named prickers created an entire profession out of this, mainly in England and Scotland. People who thought they were under the curse of a witch or a spell would go up to a person they thought who was a witch that cursed them and scratch them. When the accused would cry out, and the person who scratched them felt better, this was used as proof to dispel that the spell itself was broken. 
and the person who scratched them felt better, this was used as proof that the spell was being broken and that the person being scratched was indeed a witch. Wow. So if I like said that you cursed me with a hangnail and I walked up to you and I punched you in the face and you cried out in pain. (laughs) A witch. The fact that I punched you in the face. The fact that you feel better about it (laughs) is why I would be a witch. Yes. A witch. Isn't that ridiculous? Like you just, you go up to someone that you have beef with and you hit them and you're like, ah, that made me feel better. I mean, I think in Salem it was weirder because they literally told us a story where this woman was like, this this woman who was the accused is making me see a yellow canary that's not there. <laughs> and the people in the courthouse were like, oh yeah, that's definitely a witch, not the lady that was fucking seeing things. Great, cool. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to it. We got more of that, too. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, next one. The swimming test, a.k.a. trial by water. Is it the cinder block test? Well, I mean, you're Italian, so I think that's your Italian talking, but they didn't have the Italian cinder block test. Maybe he was a Guido, too. You don't know. Well, no, I honestly think it's just a sign and symbol that he has rent-free access to in my head. (laughs) There were not any cinder blocks used in the swimming test, unfortunately. I think it's that you were, you guys so are you Italian. So you just couldn't swim, and they were like, oh, witch. It gets better. It has to deal with religion. Okay. That's so the, the icing on the cake. It's the demon out of you? No, it's even worse. I don't get it, no. So this test was developed and also called the fate test which was used earlier to weed out sorcerers or wizards where a man would be thrown into a rushing river and fate would decide if he was guilty or not. A witch would be stripped of her clothing with a rope bound around her neck or waist and her body thrown into water. It was thought that because they allied themselves with the devil and rejected the sacrament of baptism, the water would reject them and the witch would float. If they sank, they would not be deemed a witch. However... Since a rope was tied around their neck or waist, oftentimes the rope itself came undone and they would drown because they didn't know how to swim. Or the rope was tied around their neck and it would take someone long enough to pull them back to shore that they would uh, eventually be choked to death. Or just, you know, drown. Ah, got you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, why is there a rope around their waist or neck? To bring them back in. Got it. I mean, you couldn't just tie it around their hand? Well, I didn't. I thought that there just wasn't a rope that they were bringing people in with. They just tied them. Oh, yeah. No, they they, they were bringing them in I was in like, well, it. that's not like a trial. They would probably just either get out or die. <laughs> I just like the logic of... We got to bring them back in. A reverse baptism. <laughs> Anyways. All right. The prayer test. Someone would be required to recite verses from the Bible verbatim. The Lord's Prayer was the one that was most often used in this test. However, most people knew this, but under the pressure would make small mistakes, such as stutters or taking one word out or replacing it with another word. And because of this, they would be put to death. Other times, a witch. (laughs) Other times, people who were illiterate would be asked to read verses from the Bible, and because they couldn't read, they would fail. The next test to test for a witch was the touch test. This was carried out if 
the affected of the accused witch. So if the person who was thought to be cursed by a witch touched the accused and claimed they felt better, then the person touched would be labeled a witch. This oftentimes happened with people who suffered from fainting spells, seizures, strokes, other physical ailments, etc. So that was if I hate Bobby and I tell people that Bobby cursed me as a witch and then I punch him in the face and it makes me feel better, then he's a witch. So the next one, this is just weird as shit. It's called the witch's cake. This is where a victim's urine was used to bake a cake and fed to a taste tester, usually an animal. It was mixed with rye meal and ashes and the cake was fed to a dog. As dogs were believed to be a witch's familiar. It was thought that after the dog ate the cake, it would become possessed and reveal who the witch was and their location. Even though black cats were the most closely associated with witches at the time, people used dogs instead. Because you can't feed a piss cake to a cat. Yeah, because they're obligate carnivores. Dogs eat their own shit. Once the dog had eaten the cake, sometimes they would do nothing and reveal nothing about a witch. However, other times a dog would wander home to its owner or wander into a stranger's house looking for more food. And the entire household or the accused would be, uh, you know, seen as a witch because they're like, the dog ate own a dog. The dog ate my piss cake and you're the one that's the witch. <laughs> like who just pees, makes a cake and then it's like, you're a witch. So, um... <laughs> Why is it necessary for them to pee on the cake? No, no, no. They didn't pee on the cake. They made the whole cake out of their own pee. Listen. Because they're trying to find who's the witch that's afflicting them. So they're like, if I pee in this cake. So I was like, wouldn't it make sense that the owner would pee in the cake and then it would be confusing because then how are they finding the owner? I'm confused. It says. So I get it. A victim's urine. Not the accused, the vic- it doesn't it doesn't make sense that you can't make any of this make sense. The entire people of this entire era literally created like I don't know, what was it? We had we had to take a critical thinking class in college. This is the opposite of the critical thinking class. What do you mean? You're <laughs> you critically like? thinking about something. I, mean, I just that wanted- teacher told you you weren't a medium. Well, they didn't tell me that I wasn't a medium. They told me that ghosts don't exist at a school that literally holds ghost hunts. Yeah. So. <laughs> so they were critically thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were part of the witch hunts. They lived there. Yeah, so they peed in a cake and the dog led you to witch. I mean, I don't know why we're carving jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween and not making, making piss cakes. Oh, I. <laughs> listen. <laughs> you know how people say that the veil thins for Halloween? Yeah. I'm so tired of people saying that. My spirit guides say that it's not because people think the veil is like the separation between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And my spirit guides are like, no, it's just the veil over their own eyes. Oh, that it's makes so much sense. <laughs> That's great. I, I was just think it's hilarious. I was actually peeing this morning, not making a piss yeah. cake, but peeing and thinking about that. Cause like people talk about it on TikTok that are mediums that are like the veil is thinning. And I'm like, you're a medium and you think that there's a veil like <laughs> there's no separation yeah 
and my spirit guides were like the veil over their own eyes i was like oh that's why it's called a veil got it got it that makes so much sense i was literally thinking about that this morning while peeing i was like why why does it make any sense wow goading from my spirit guides you're welcome i fucking appreciate it next year we're making piss cakes for halloween though um anyways (laughs) only if your dog eats them No, you have to leave them out on your front porch so that the spirit dogs can eat them. I don't know. How am I going to find the witch? (laughs) (laughs) That's the funny part. We are the witches. They're never going to know. I know. The dog, Thetel, would come to you. (laughs) And I can accuse you of being a witch. No, that's how you get more dogs. I can scratch you and feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Just peel away my skin. Tell me that I'm a witch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can see a witch's mark from here. Right? They're all over. In my third teat that suckles. I definitely don't out. see that. So I gotta set the set the something clear. I don't know that saying. I don't know. Just set the record straight. That's it. Okay. Next one, incantation test or the charge test, which was the least reliable test during the witch hunts. Least. <laughs> So this is where a person accuses someone of being a witch by saying that they were being cursed or possessed by them. The witches in question would then have to recite an incantation or charge to release the person from the clutches of the devil. This would be done under the supervision of the jury. The person under a curse who was like convulsing on the floor saying that they see a fucking yellow canary flying around, etc., If the witch refused to say the incantation to release their spell, then they would be accused of being a witch. However, if they did recite the incantation and the person would stop convulsing on the floor, they would also be accused of being a witch. What if they accused someone else? Like, that wasn't me. That was Betty Lou. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like that would be the only way to get out is to accuse someone else. Be like, you! You should do it because I'm under the same curse. <laughs> and then convulse on the ground. That'd they be the got only Mentos way out. in their pocket. Mm-hmm. That'd be the only way out. I mean, well, the people in the court and the jury did try their very darndest mm-hmm. to make this as damning of a trial test as possible. Which means? In an attempt to have the trial be as fair as possible, the jurors would have people not accused of being a witch recite the charge and when the person who claimed to be cursed did not get better when the people that were not actually accused of being witches said the incantation then they would use this as proof that the other person was actually a witch what (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly so they would have the person accused recite the spell and when the incantation would lift the curse from the person that was convulsing on the floor doing the curly shuffle whatever then they would bring in like larry joe and curly who were not accused by the person doing the curly shuffle on the floor and have them recite the incantation and when the person didn't stop doing the curly shuffle on the floor they're like see the person that is accused did do it because when they said it then the person stopped doing the curly shuffle but when the other people said it they kept doing it all i could think about was someone named curly doing the curly shuffle (laughs) And the plot thickens. Anyways, next one, the ducking stool. So this is a kind of the same thing as the 
swimming tests or trial by water, but uh, a little bit different. So there was a stool attached to a pulley system. The accused would be strapped to the stool and submerged in a raging body of water until they almost drowned. This would be done repeatedly until the person confessed to being a witch. However, many people died from this form of torture and would be then declared innocent after they died. After. So Why they're just they be declared after. Well, they died. A witch wouldn't die if she was submerged underwater repeatedly, oh, time after time after time. I was like, that seems stupid. She would float. Yeah. Because she So again, it's the it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. All yeah. right. This is also a really good one. People would be weighed against a stack of Bibles. If they were lighter than the holy books, it would mean that they were a witch. Because it was believed witches could fly on broomsticks and float on water. Mm. So if you could walk, float on water, not walk on water, because only Jesus can walk on water. But if you're a witch, you only float on it. Jesus wasn't a witch. Well, that's what I'm saying. He could walk on water, though. Witches could only float. Someone would have to push them (laughs) to move. That was probably, like, before they believed witches were a thing. So they were like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Witch. Oh, yeah. He's Well, he he can moonwalk on water. I well, think I'm saying he's floating because he's standing on top of water, or he's a fucking ninja from Naruto. Either way, uh, <laughs> he was... <laughs> Wait, I really like that one. Can someone please make us a meme of Jesus as a freaking Shippuden? <laughs> <laughs> so, like... He just wasn't walking on water at the right time, you know? Do you think Jesus would be a part of the Leaf Village? You talk to Jesus. It's really <laughs> hilarious. I've been talking to our patrons who've been talking to Jesus, and he literally asked me, he was like, how did Jesus Christ make water into wine? And literally what he showed me was he took a wine and a handkerchief, like a, a magician handkerchief, and like, put it underneath it and was like and then, made it, and then made his thumb come off his head. Jesus Christ everybody. He's a f- <laughs> he's a comedian. He likes to goat the fuck out of everyone. Well, yeah, cuz he is the goat. He's the shepherd. <laughs> Damn it. Yep, that was not <laughs> You're not religious. You can't make jokes like that. I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> The last one, if you guys didn't think any of those ways were horrible to, um, you know, like, identify a witch, the last thing that people would use to identify your witchiness was uh, your looks. So much so that an English Puritan named John Gold said that every old woman with certain elderly features or l- who lived with who lived alone or in the company of a cat or dog could be a witch. And he outlined these specific things to identify a witch. Also, they had to be an old woman with I'm these ugly and not proud. <laughs> with these features. A witch. A wrinkled face, a furrowed brow, a hairy lip, a gobber tooth. A squint eye, a squeaky voice, and a scolding tongue. I feel like we could make that into a limerick. Anyways, um, fun fact. If a person was executed, all of their belongings would be given to their relatives, but only if every one of their relatives could prove that they were also not involved in witchcraft. Otherwise, all of their belongings... How did they prove it? (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. So they all got killed. Or they, they obviously had to write that so someone didn't die. Or they just Did were they like pay someone off. They might have just been like, I don't know that person. You're like, I have no, no idea you who realize they are. It was them. <laughs> I think you just have to play the accused game. So if you uh, didn't, if you could prove that you were not also a witch, then you would, they would, your stuff would be given to your family. Otherwise, they would be given to the nobility. But there had to have been a time in which they weren't accused in order for you to be saying that. So that's confusing to me that they were able to prove themselves not a witch. Like, bravo. Well, I mean, Tell maybe me your secrets. Maybe they thought covens were only non-related people. Because, like, aren't witches covens not necessarily families? Unless it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this whole thing, if I had a mustache, I would be, like, twirling it. You have to prove you're not a witch. Yeah. So they didn't not believe that you couldn't be related. I honestly don't know. This whole so. thing, it just, none of it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's astronomical that these people could prove they're not witches. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they wrote didn't. that down because obviously someone did it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot that I don't know. Anyways, the winch hunts began to die when the Enlightenment period began and the Thirty Years' War ended. That is... Period. What? Enlightenment period. Yeah. People yeah. people started to think of science and they couldn't... What? They didn't think that witched could, witches could exist if science also existed. So is Einstein a witch? Wait, what? Well, if he was in the right time period. Oh, he, he, he was light out of nothing. A witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyways, uh, all the potential witches. Jesus, Einstein. Galileo. He, he thinks it's funny. <laughs> Einstein. Thomas Edison. He like made light bulbs. cheeky one. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that is until the Salem witch trials took place. But uh, fun fact, unlike thousands or one-fifth of an entire population, only 25 people were murdered in the Salem witch trials. Do you like my story? Wow. Does it make you want to become a witch? Is that the right accent? No, I have no idea what okay. I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, that was like a good, like... I am a witch. Danish, maybe... I only want to be a witch because I want an altar. You know? What? I mean, you could just make one. Yeah, and then I'll be a witch. Or just a person that has an altar in their house. Because I'm a witch. Who are you going to make your altar for? Me? Secrets. I can't tell the internet that. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. Actually, it's going to be Halloween soon. Anyways, um, did you like my story? I already told you yes. Oh, I need more uh, confirmation. Pats on backs. Just not ones that will res- reveal my witch's marks. You're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that you could listen to this on our YouTube extras channel? It's uh, called Meta Psychics Extras. If not, you should listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're swanky. Because I guess YouTube doesn't like when you say certain words that are actually appropriate words because it has... The video that went live today is limited monetization. I'm not sure why, though. I don't know what we talked about in the cabin episode. Just letting you know, because I think it's funny. Um, Yeah. We talked about cabins. 
Anyways, if you could write us a review in Apple Podcasts and put a dad joke in there, we will feature you on our next podcast. And if not, you can also become a patron by going down to the show notes and clicky doodling on that link where you can be a part of our Discord server if you become a patron. And then you have access to our dad joke server, which is where Em and I are getting our dad joke from today. No, I'm getting it from the internet. Ready? It's called, What Did the Horse Say After It Tripped? Whoa. No, it said, Help, I have fallen and I can't giddy up. I hate you for that one, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it's true. He can't giddy up because he's not up. Damn. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. Which, if any one of you counts how many a time we say witches, it write it in the comments. I'll love you. <laughs> <laughs>